Foodies Rock with Leslie Chesterman on Show 97.7. An expert's guide for what to put in your mouth and where to do it. At exactly 7.12. Good morning, Leslie. Well, <laughs> Mr. Surprise himself, Terry DeMonte, who yesterday while I was drinking my coffee, I fell off my chair onto my cat, could not believe what I heard. You were she listening? Was down my eyes. I was listening. And then I'm on Twitter and everybody's freaking out. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And I got I got the end part because I was actually yeah. uh, just sitting in my chair staring at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> having talked to you many times over the years, I'm not going to say I was completely surprised, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I understand changing things up in life. And I think it's always a good thing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it a lot. But it's... Uh... You know, you 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 want to go out. Uh, you you want to leave oh. the party before <laughs> before people yeah. get tired of you, and and yeah. uh, it's uh, time to do some sleeping in. And I will miss our conversations, but I will be ringing your doorbell for dinner. <laughs> I that's the first thing we're gonna do is have you over for dinner. Yeah, I'll tell din- you, but dinner at Leslie's is a real treat. Well, yeah, when things work out, I usually sit there panicking. Saying, but, you know, it's funny. I got the nicest. I, I posted something on Instagram with a nice picture of us hugging. And somebody mm-hmm. wrote to me last night, and I read it this morning. It said, listening to you is like listening to a brother and sister. And I thought, that is what so What a nice, nice compliment that Without is. Without the arguing. Because, like, really, if we were brother and sister, I'd be giving you a hard time every week. Like, oh, no. haven't you called mom? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that is really a love. That's a, that's, that's a lovely that compliment. Nicest? Yeah. Gosh, anyways, but you know, yesterday when I was listening to the breakout, the big news show with all the 1984 music, which brought me back to being all of 16 years old, I thought, you know, what was Montreal like in 1984? Because one thing we have in common is we are true blue Montrealers, you know, really grew up here through the thick and thin, the Anglo Montrealers, you know, through the thick and thin. And we both lived in Montreal in 1984, and I, I got this, while I was listening, I think to maybe Twisted Sister yesterday, I thought to myself, what was I doing when I was listening to Twisted Sister in 1984, <laughs> yeah. you know? Besides going out and getting a hairspray for my bangs and probably some clearasil <laughs> and, uh, you know, hoping that some boy would call me, you know? But, um, so I looked back <clears throat> at the restaurant scene, and uh, I pulled out of the Gazette archives some reviews from the late, great Helen Rochester, wow. who was... The uh, restaurant critic at the Gazette at the time, and actually, interestingly enough, a woman I never met, I met her husband, but she was the first restaurant critic in Canada, the Montreal Star back in the 60s, and uh, I wanted to see what was hot in 1984 when Terry DeMonte started at Shome wow. on the restaurant scene, right? Wow. So it's like, it's first of all, I had to say the, the archive started in 1985, so to be honest, we're a year late here because okay, we well, couldn't get 1984. She, uh, she was quite powerful, and she uh, and all, most of the restaurants are reviewed, I couldn't afford to go to any of them back in 85. <laughs> yeah, it, I can understand because although it says that a martini, like a deluxe martini, was going for six seventy-five, and right. today it would cost almost triple that. Yeah, restaurant prices were not that cheap. I mean, there are some interesting uh, comparisons she made. The dinner at Le Paris, you know, Le Paris, yeah. which you know was a great Montreal. I don't know what state they're in now, but they were a great Montreal classic bistro. You know, back in the 60s, it probably opened up in the 50s, where dinner in 1984 was between 10 and $14, mm-hmm. okay? But still, at the New Year's Eve at the Ritz, dinner, like the New Year's Eve dinner at the Ritz for a couple was $200. So that wasn't cheap in 1984, no, gosh, no. you know? No. 
And at the, you know, beloved Beaver Club, it was between 64 and $76, which, you know, was, was money back then. So Big things, time, we yeah. always think that things were so much cheaper, but actually that's when restaurants started to get really expensive back then. But okay, to set the scene a little bit of Terry, age, how old were you, Terry, when you started? 19? 26. You were 26? Mm-hmm. Really? Wait, in 1984, you were 26? I was 26 years old, yeah. Oh, God. Well, you're a, you're, you're a little bit older than me than I thought. Yes, well, there you go. Okay, yes. so we're setting. Okay, well, wait. So you had enough money to go to some of these places. I, listen, Already places like, yeah. You, did, you, did, you didn't see my my first contract at Shome. I, oh, right. I did not. Four dollars a day. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was not in a bargaining position when I was hired at Shome. Believe right. you me. Right. And uh, I. Uh, anyway, it's it's a long it's a long story. You took what they gave you. I I took what was offered and what was right. offered. Uh, you know, I needed a roommate, and <laughs> you were given peanuts. Literally, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, you know what we 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 lived at Cascruto Coin, uh, and. Uh, you know, and Cosmos. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. When you start out, you really will work yeah. for anything. Yeah, you? I mean, I, I'll still work for anything. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, it's interesting to see back then. I mean, my first job at Patisserie de Gascogne, I got $5 an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, which wow. was which was above minimum wage, right. but like by 10 cents or something. Right. But like, okay, so back then in Montreal, which was really happening in 1984, as I remember it, being a small child, um, like restaurants like Milos were already open, 1979. Wow. Your beloved Le Maris Olivier, yeah. my beloved and your beloved Le Maris Olivier, opened in 1966, so they're already going strong. L'Express was open in 1980, so it was really only just getting going. Wow. Uh, restaurants like Leal were already open, but some restaurants interesting to see what was like going on. And when you're reading these reviews, she's kind of really hard on some of these restaurants, like. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a restaurant called La Marais, and anybody, you know, Montrealers will know this is right in the Plage du Cartier downtown. And she was like saying that, you know, it's time for La Marais to maybe close its doors, or oh. you know, things are not going well. And that was probably at its height. You know, the restaurants like Whitloof, that I don't know if anybody would remember, which was on Saint Denis, which was a Belgian restaurant. You know, which did you ever go to Whitloof? I did not. No. Whitloof, which was Belgian and very chic. And uh, back then, like, a Belgian restaurant was very chic. So, like, there were no real sushi restaurants. There's a restaurant called Sushi Bar on Saint Laurent that I do not remember. I remember Katsura, which was the hot place on Crescent. Yep. You remember Katsura? I and do. And there were restaurants like um, Vauvert. And I remember Vauvert, which I think was on Crescent. Mm-hmm. Which was famous because Pierre Trudeau used to go there. Oh. I mean, that was the that was the kind of feeling. Like if Trudeau went to the restaurant, it was a hot <laughs> yeah. restaurant, you know. Yeah. Um. Then, like, uh, there was a restaurant called the Le Taj, which of course is still there, oh, Le Taj yeah. on Stanley, that just opened back then. Wow. You know, it was like Indian restaurant, like this, your know, chic Indian restaurant was the the hot thing. Bachi was a great restaurant on McGill, um, right up near right up near University McGill University. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was a great Italian restaurant where I remember having penne and thinking, what is this strange-shaped <laughs> pasta, this penne? And it was interesting because they had, like, penne with curry sauce. There was like, a, wow. There was a restaurant on Mountain that we were at a lot when I started to be able to afford to go out to these kinds of restaurants called Portofino's. Do you remember Port, Port, of course. Portofino's of course on Mountain? Portofino's. What a what a wonderful Italian restaurant it was. And, of course, we talked about the Troika. You know, this yeah, is Troika. Like, we got to tell the kids 
Like for anybody who thinks that your parents weren't cool, I'll tell you right now. Like parents who went to the Troika, I don't know how they got home, but that was a very deadly restaurant. Yeah, it was. Uh, hotel dining rooms. Okay, that was a big thing. Like now, not so much. But even like pre-pandemic, not so much. But back then, it was a big deal to get dressed up to go to a hotel dining room. So there's a place called the Point de Vue on top of the Sheraton where they had champagne carts. I remember this. Wow. Champagne carts. Yeah, it was very luxurious. The the Four Seasons Hotel was the big new thing, right? It's been many hotels since. And there was a restaurant called Le Restaurant, right? That was the big <laughs> thing there. Uh, Ruby Foods, the classic oh, restaurant uh, on DeCary, like yeah. one of the great de- Did you ever go to Ruby Foods? I, I made it to Ruby Foods in its new incarnation. The, the folks that ran a steakhouse called Highs, High Eisenstadt, mm. bought Ruby Foods and tried to make a go of it after it closed, but it didn't last very long. But I, I do remember the Ruby Foods egg rolls, which oh. were legendary back in the day. Right. Well, Ruby Foods was also interesting because they had two menus. Like they had a yeah. Chinese menu and then yeah. next to it, they had a French menu. So right. I think like you could have egg rolls and then like Buff Wellington or something, <laughs> you know, like very strange. But I heard that everybody got extremely dressed up. There were tuxedos, jewels. I heard about jewels, something mm. I've never seen anybody walk around with a diamond necklace in a restaurant in Montreal. But back then it was much more glamorous, but it was on its way out, Ruby Foods. And one restaurant that was really rising was the Chrysanthemum. Oh, Remember yeah, of course. Yeah, I do. Of course. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was down on Crescent or on down, but further yeah. below St. Catherine. And, of course, that was George Lau's restaurant that he opened up before Lurky Data Shin, which is now closed. Yeah. And uh, Hot You Bistro was reopening in a new spot called Alexandre. Oh, wow. I mean, Chez Alexandre. Yes. Wow, how about Alexandre, that? Alexandre, which has been there forever. Yeah. You know? uh, so this was like Montreal at the time that you started. And this was before, like, this big revolution then that happened on St. Lawrence and downtown was the really hot place to eat. It was like people don't realize that how long, I mean, sorry, but how long ago this was, <laughs> well, how no. much our dining scene changes. Yeah. And it, that's, you know, it's, uh, I said this yesterday in one of the interviews I did, the city evolves, right? The city, the yeah. city has different epochs and, uh, and, and you remember some of the eras fondly and, you know, some are better than others. I remember, you know, when I came here from Winnipeg in 1984, I remember walking down St. Catherine Street uh, on the first couple of days I was here and walking past a myriad of alouette signs. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Because it was a bit of a struggle in the, in the, in the mid-80s. Montreal was struggling a little bit and then got back on yeah. its feet in 85, 86, 87. And that's when a lot of these restaurants started to open and became... You know, some as you mentioned, some of them became legendary. Yeah, and and also then back in 1991, when I remember I went to France and I came back and I got hit with all the alouette signs. And there's yeah. that funny joke that somebody says, "Who's this person in in Montreal with all the restaurants called alouette?" Right? Alouette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. And also back then, it was very rare to even know the name of the chef who was in the restaurant. You know, yeah. like. That was not at all an issue. The star chef yeah. thing, forget it. There was none of that. And know. Helen was pretty tough, eh? 
Yes, and people really did shake when they went in. There's yeah. a woman called yeah. Françoise Keller at La Presse, and they had Helen Rochester, two older ladies who were real toughies, who would uh, would tell it like it was, because I sat there last night reading a lot of these reviews with my hair standing up on the back <laughs> of my neck saying, wow, and people thought I was tough, you know, before she was very, very tough. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a complete, but it was still like the fine dining capital of uh, yeah. Canada back then, even more so. Yeah. And um, But it was really kind of like, it's interesting to see things Things like, you know, we're so awash in sushi now, and there was like no sushi back then, or it was really French and Italian yeah. restaurants. And back I, in I wasn't, uh, I wasn't what you would call sophisticated. Well, I've never been sophisticated, but back then, <laughs> my boss, Rob Braid, was a big, big sushi fan. And I used to say to him, I'm not going to a sushi restaurant. They've got it backwards, they heat right. the wine and chill the fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's true and we'd all like drink hot sake yeah you know? exactly yeah right. um yeah, well listen we good we, old days yeah we have a few of these to go that's a fun walk yes. uh, down uh, uh down memory yes. lane uh, so that Leslie. was the so, montreal when terry demonte started yes. the show okay and uh it's always fun to talk to you we're both a little nostalgic for the past yes i hate to tell my my kids roll their eyes constantly when i say you know things were better before and they're like ah. <laughs> But uh, you know what, kids? Things were better before. And it's, it's good for people to know yeah. that our city was kind of always a hot and happening place. And from what I hear, yeah. it was even more hot and happening before the 80s. But uh, we have to keep that spirit alive. And you definitely have kept that spirit alive for every single day you've been in that chair. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate that. Thank you. Always yeah. fun to have you on. Let's do it again next Wednesday, okay? Absolutely. All absolutely. right.